Hey there, my name is Ben Ramos, and you are listening to the Rise Church Podcast. We are a church in southeastern Idaho that is dedicated to sound biblical theology coupled with the authentic power of God. Our true hope is that this podcast would help you to continue to grow and taking steps in your relationship with Jesus. I hope you feel empowered today. I hope you feel encouraged today, and I hope you feel uplifted. God bless you. Enjoy the podcast. Appreciate the opportunity to, to stand up here in front of you. I was kind of thinking about why Ben picked me. It's like, well, you're the oldest guy here. So <laughs> I didn't say Johnny, the oldest person here. So <laughs> I think I'm older than you, Joe. So anyway, I just want to open in prayer. And uh, Father, I give you glory today, Lord. I just ask that... Uh, Fill my mind and my mouth with your words, not mine. I think I know what I'm supposed to share today, but uh, I just always yield to you. And so uh, if you want to take me off on another path, uh, you just guide and direct me. And uh, I just want to bring you glory and and honor because you're the best father. And so uh, I just thank you. And so just appreciate Ben uh, letting me sit up here. and, And so... I have a, kind of a different style. I've been told I kind of have an obtuse sense of humor, and I don't know if you know what obtuse is. You have acute angles that are like this, and then you have right angles, and I'm beyond the right angle. That's what obtuse means. <laughs> and so I always like to get a little oxygen in your lungs, and so I like to laugh. And so do you like ethnic jokes? That's why I'm still wearing my hat. So. You know, and the thing about ethnic jokes is that you can only tell them about your own ethnicity. And so I'm a Norwegian, and I'm a bald Norwegian, so I'm not seeing that we have too many bald Norwegians here. So my two, two favorite uh, Norwegians are Oli and Sven. And so Oli and Sven were walking into the bar one evening, and they were just high-fiving each other. Yeah, brother, yeah, we did it, man, yeah. This was great, 51 days, yeah, we smoked it up, didn't we? And they're back and they're drinking a beer and they're just continuing just to just celebrate. And they're just going, whoa, 51, yeah, they're slapping each other, slapping their backs. And finally the bartender says, comes over and says, what are you guys celebrating? It's like, 51 days, we did the puzzle in 51 days and the box said three to five years. <laughs> So now I can take my hat off. <laughs> so see, some Oli and Sven jokes are appropriate for church. <laughs> so they're funny. I think today is an important day, and, and uh, not so much for us as earthly fathers, but uh, for our one father that we have in common. And uh, Jesus said that. said, don't let anybody be called your father except one, your father in heaven in Matthew 23.9. He's the best father. He's always good father. And so I want to speak to not just the fathers today, but the mothers, the kids, brothers and sisters, and everyone. And so recently he's challenged me to move into a different relationship with him. And, and that's the word that I get stuck when I say relationship. And that really puts limitations on my concept of God as my father. And I know it's how we describe our connection 
And that's what I've moved more toward, is my connection with God as my Father. Because that's not how he describes his connection with us. You know, and I, I think of it as he describes his connection as one. And, and I'll go into that when I, when I give you my passages. But it's like, and I relate this to, it's like, do you have a relationship with your brain? It's like, why not? Because it's me. It's like, do you have a relationship with your heart? Um, no, because it's part of me. And that's exactly the point that I think the Father wants to make also with us. And so I'm going to have a conversation with the Holy Spirit, and I'd ask that you would listen along with me. Because I know as a teacher that you never really learn something deep, deeply and totally until you teach it. And so the Holy Spirit's going to teach me some stuff today. And I hope you can listen along. So my two passages today are John 17, 21 through 23. So we'll put those up there. And, okay, the title of my today is... Uh, Coming up. Yeah. Love your daddy. Yeah. He's my daddy. So, first passage. Okay, so John says in his gospel that they may be as one, even as you, Father, are in me, and I'm in you that they also may be in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be as one, just as we are one. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be perfected in unity, that the world may know that you sent me, and you did love me, even as you did love me. So a couple things stick out. He says that he's going to share his glory with us. I don't understand. And he's going to perfect us in unity. Not uniformity, but unity. We're not at all, I mean, it would be really boring if you all look like me. But he's going to perfect us in unity. And then the one that blows my mind is, that he loves me with the same love that he loved Jesus. And, and I'm just starting to digest that. And then in 1 John 4, and I should have, I want to start with verse 15. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God God abides in him, and he in God. And we have come to know and believed the love which God has for us. God is love, and the one who abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this, love is perfected with us, that we may have confidence in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There's no fear in love, 
but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves punishment and the one who fears is not perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. So do you believe that love? Do you believe the love that God has for us? And what happens? So God, in this passage here, God sets up an if-then statement. And it's, it's really interesting to, to go through the words and to see what our part is and then what God does. So if we do this, then this happens. So by this, love's perfected. And then by this, we have confidence in the day of judgment. And by this, he lives in us and we live in him. So he never talks about a relationship, does he? He talks about that oneness. So if we abide, then this happens. And to me, that, that's still blowing my mind. So here's a few things that I've learned in my couple years of living about God. These are his attributes. God's good all the time. Yeah, God is good all the time. God's love, and we love because he first loved us. He just, we just read that. And there's no fear in love. Do you ever have fear? It's not a God. And so, and that's, especially since I've, I've retired and stopped working, it's interesting to start to process life without having to adhere to a bunch of schedules and standards and all these things. And so I, I kind of move in, in life and go on, am I operating out of love? Because if I'm not, it's not a God. So then a whole lot of things happen. If I oper operate in love, I don't really worry about safety because he's gonna protect me. I'm, I'm not really gonna worry about resources because he's gonna provide. I'm not gonna worry about health because there's no disease in the kingdom of God. It's not that I've got there yet, but I have a measure of health for my stage in life that I think is, is pretty amazing. But he also loves us with the same love as he loves he loved Jesus. And I, I mean, sorry. He gets me choked up with stuff like this, and it should. And then John 15, 16. He didn't choose, you didn't choose him. He chose you. And then he chose us in Ephesians 1, 4. He chose us before the foundation of the world. He chose me. I didn't choose him. And he knew that. And we had to come to him. See, love doesn't mean anything if there's no free will. He could have made us all robots and, you are going to love me. <laughs> and we had no choice. I mean, think about that with your spouse or your kids. or anything. <laughs> You will love me. Really one day, you know, and it's like, no, when they do something wrong and you say, I forgive you, and it's like, and you go, and that's a glimpse of God. And so love has no consequence, it has no responsibility, it has no meaning 
without free will, and that's how he created us. And it was always his plan. I mean, God didn't, you know, when he's, well, I'm going to create the world here, Adam and Eve, and it's just like, oh, you messed up. I'm going to have to come up with another plan. Okay, plan B. All right, well, well I'm going to make the children of Israel. Okay, and I'll set up standards and Ten Commandments, and they're going to have to do all these things and, and to have this right relationship with me. And it's just like, oh, they messed up. I guess I'm going to have to come in the flesh and just... God, that's not a plan A, B, and C. God always had the plan to love us and to choose us before the foundation of the world. I don't know about you, but that's like the old commercial where it goes off the top of my head. I mean, it's just like, that's crazy. And then we just read, he wants us to be Jesus in the world. I'm not Jesus, but he wants to, us to be Jesus in the world. And it says, as he is, not as he was, as he is, so are we in the world. I'm sorry, I gotta take a drink on this one because John 15, 15. He says, I don't call you slaves anymore. I call you my friend. That melts me. I know we have stuff like nothing's impossible with God, Matthew 19, 26. And then the passage we just read, he wants to be one with us. So whenever I, I start to grab a concept like this, oh, here's my phrase, what's that look like? God, what's that look like? What's it look like to me? How, how am I going to put that together in my life? Again, God, God helps me because I'm, I'm a teacher by heart, by trade. And so he said, I'm going to teach you some new math. You know, in... in Primary school, elementary, we, first fact we learned in arithmetic was 1 plus 1 equals 2. Well, God's new math is 1 plus 1 equals 1. I was like, cool, how's that work? Well, so he gives us a couple examples. Right off the bat in Genesis 2.24, he says, the two is going to become one flesh. So there's marriage. It's like, wow. And then he talks about it in Ephesians 5.32. It's the mystery of the church in Christ. The two will become one. So God speaks in mysteries and revelations. And he gives us a ton of mysteries. And that's what the parables were all about. I'm giving you a parable. And the ones that were outside of the little group that Jesus had, they're going, I think I'm getting that. Or will you explain that to us later? But the Pharisees and the Sadducees are just going, what was he talking about? Man, I don't understand anything this guy said. And it's like, so we got to look at those mysteries. But then the revelations come out of the mysteries. And so as you start to move in with connection with God, he starts to speak out of those mysteries as you find them in, in the word. And, and there's a passage in here that it's one of those ones that hopefully I can get through it. But I think this revelation that I'm moving into is the oneness with God. And so what happens when we move into oneness with God? Well, we, we start to operate out of victory. Not to victory, not 
into victory, not for victory, but I operate from victory. So think about that in, in like a ball game. So a basketball team comes out and it's like, we want to win. It's like, okay, so you're playing to victory, okay? Or I'm playing for victory tonight, okay? Well, what if they come out and say, we already won. We just got to play the game all four quarters. And that's all we got to do. We just got to play the game. And so what's that do to the other team? Well, we can play hard, but you guys are going to whoop us. And they already won because they're playing from victory. They know the outcome. And that's what oneness does. I know the outcome. And so I expect things from God. Now, this is, this is this big concept. So follow with me. I expect things from God, not from deserves, because I don't deserve it. Because if I deserve what I got, I'd already you'd be visiting my gravestone. But that's what mercy is. But because he's my dad, this is a form of entitlement. Now, we use entitlement, especially in our culture, as a bad thing. But that's victim entitlement. And I'm talking about victory entitlement. This is victory entitlement. And so now I'm operating in the kingdom of heaven. This is God's kingdom. And so there's no lack. There's only abundance. There's no disease, only wholeness. There's only health. This is godly entitlement from oneness. The worldly entitlement says, you got, and I'm supposed to have some of yours. It's like, you owe me, because I don't have it, and I need it from you. That's what worldly entitlement says. Godly entitlement says, I owe you, because I've got everything. I've been given everything pertaining to life and godliness. Everything pertaining to life and godliness. So not death, not fear, all those things, and then godliness. That means I can live a godly life. I don't have to be bound by sin. I don't have to be shackled by burdens. I don't have to be ruled by fear. And one of my favorite verses is in 2 Peter 1. Verse 3. Seeing that his divine power is granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises in order that by them you might become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world by lust. So by his divine power, so God's power in us, life in godliness, called us by his own glory. Again, that same thing. He's sharing his glory. He's calling us into his glory. Why? He's given us these precious and magnificent promises. 
So I have this picture that when I come into that connection with God, from the very first day, God sets this banquet table out, and he's got all these promises. Okay, we talked about some of them. We talk about justice. We talk about health. We talk about grace, mercy, godliness, uh, abundance, resources. He's got all these blessings. And all I have to do is enter in. And they're all this. Well, what about the other side? Well, what about the enemy? Does the enemy have this banquet table? No, he's not that smart. He's just not that smart. So what's the enemy do? Well, the enemy just has these little grenades that he throws under your feet and says, here's a pothole, look out. And so what do we do when we see a pothole when we're driving? We slow down, we take a look at it, we drive through slowly or around it and get on through it and go, ha it didn't hurt. Yeah. What we do when we see a speed bump, enemy throws a speed bump, we slow down. We look at whatever vehicle we're in, so yeah, I've got good integrity around me. It's like we go on through, we move on through it. And we can't do that stuff. But God can. Banquet table. I mean, and that picture in my head just, just continues to sit there. You see, the, this is the Father's plan. And this is how we're supposed to operate. Victory entitlement from oneness. And it's just not for me. It's for me to give away. See, because Jesus didn't say, hey, I'm going to give you all these things and you got your ticket. He says, go. And that's what we have. We have these things to go and to go and share them. And that's what victory entitlement is. It's not just for me. It's for me to give away. And that's how we're supposed to operate. I got to give it away. So Jesus modeled this in his life. He came in the flesh. He operated as a man and he gave away. He gave away healing he gave away salvation, he prophesied, and then he showed us how to do it. He commissioned his disciples, then he commissioned the 70, and then he told us, go. Go, therefore, make disciples of all the nations. Go. And that's what we're supposed to do. That's the least we're supposed to do. So I don't know about you, I still get excited. I mean, I've been walking with Jesus and trying to think since, yeah, 37. This will be 38 years next month. And I still can't wait to when I talk to somebody, and it doesn't matter whether it's family or not, my mind goes, have you said the name Jesus yet today? And so I was at a bow shoot yesterday, and it's just I'm looking. I mean, we're shooting bows. It's a hunting situation. It's fun. It's like, did you say the name Jesus today? And I did, because I'm looking for somebody to say, you know, because I shoot different. Because I've got some things that wrecked my body when I was young and should have died. And so I'm, I'm shooting a bow different than everybody else. They're going, oh, you shoot different? I know. Let me tell you a story. I used to be a wreck. And I used to be an addict, an alcoholic, and to death. I died. But God. And I wanted to shoot, and I asked him, can I still shoot a bow? And he said, yeah, let's figure it out. So I learned how to shoot a bow. And so I get to draw attention to me and then Jesus and say, this is the only reason that I get to do this. They go, wow, that's cool. 
So I get to say stuff like that. And so I can't wait to do that still because I'm trying to share. But this is also why we ask you to come up after service to minister the kingdom of God to you. So I'm actually landing the plane pretty early today. So nobody chewed some chewed a preacher out for having a short sermon, right? <laughs> oh, I can't believe you're so short today, man. We should have been here till three o'clock, right? So if you don't know Jesus, come on up. And then I wrote this down. If you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I got asked this question this week. It's like, how do I explain the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And it's like, doesn't the Holy Spirit come and live in, in you when, when you come to the Lord? It's like, oh, absolutely. Well, what did Jesus say? He says, stay in Jerusalem until you have power, until you're filled with the power. And then what happened to him? And they blew up, and then they went out. And that's what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is. You get the power to go out and beyond yourself. You have everything pertaining to life and godliness, but he wants you to get out. So if you've never been baptized by the Holy Spirit, then the time is. So I'll ask the, we're going to end with uh, some declarations, and then worshipers, if you want to come up. And if you need healing or prayer or anything else, come on up and we'll be up here. So I want to do some declarations. We're going to put those up on the, uh, the screen because I believe in declarations. We talk about this in our group on Tuesday. It's like, how do you renew your mind? And uh, how do you become, have the mind of Christ? Well, a lot of times you've got to say things because it's by your mouth. And so we declare things into the atmosphere. I declare things. So I say things. And, and so I say, I say things that are true according to the word of God. And they become my life. And so I would like you to stand with me. And we're going to de declare these things. Because I think they're very important for us. So, oh, can we go back to God is good? There it is. All right. Let's go. One, two, three. God is good all the time. We love because you first loved us. There is no fear in your love. You love me with the same love you love Jesus. You chose me. I did not choose you. You chose me before the foundation of the world. As Jesus is, so am I in the world. You are my friend. Nothing is impossible for you with you, Father. I choose to be one with you from this point on. Now, if you would, would you wish our Father in heaven happy Father's Day? Happy Father's Day, Father. Thank you for putting up with me for a little bit. Hey, thanks again for tuning in with us today. I really do hope and pray that this message has been transformative in your life to help you to take steps in relationship with Jesus. If this has been a blessing to you, there are several things you could do in order to give honor where honor is due. Uh, we would love if you would give us a like, go ahead and give us a subscribe, go ahead and share us, tag us, uh, quote us, do all of those things in your social 
media feeds, we would be so blessed by that. If you have any more questions or need any more information about who we are, what we believe, or if you'd like to give towards the forwarding of ministry here through Rise Church, you can do so at www.risechurchid.org. God bless. Have a great week. Thank you.